Welcome to the Fourth Pillar of Play, a Night Shift radio production where we support your adventure in tabletop game design by discussing, learning, and creating right alongside you. Hey, Talon, how's it going? Hey, welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Warm so day. warm day. Yeah, I know. So warm. Well, the conversation's over. We just talked about the weather. Yeah, there you go. I know. I did it. But today, well, it's the, it's the leading story because, you know, school has begun for us. Yes. And our back, school has lots of capital projects. Back to but the trenches. AC Is AC and, part of our capital projects? I, I doubt. I don't think so. That's sad. That would be great. Because it'd be great if the AC worked. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot of middle schoolers and they're very hot. Oh, very and sweaty. middle schoolers are also kind of smelly. They are inherently smelly. Because of the, hor- the budding hormonal situation. And their, una- and their lack of awareness of it. That's the thing. They just don't know. Exactly. I mean, I hope they don't know. <laughs> no, they're just like, no, I, this is how I smell. It's fine. Hey, and hello to everyone at home. Yeah, so glad you all showed thank up. Thank you so much for listening. Um, um, I extend a thank you to Todd last week for... Absolutely. Jumping in and, and filling some very big shoes. But we are back in the saddle today. With two microphone cables. With two wholly complete microphone cables. That exactly. is correct. So. Well, to be fair, to yeah. be fair. To be we, fair. To be fair. We had two working microphone cables that night as Just well. Just incompatible. Working. Just one of them was incompatible. <laughs> so it's it's perfectly okay. No. It's no, fine. Yeah. And, you know, I, as I'm not an audio engineer, I apologize for any lacking in the audio quality as I, I tried think the to audio was, I thought, gin I that up the, to be. Uh, I think the audio was fine. Okay. I ju- it was just different. That's all. Yeah. Um, I've certainly heard other podcasts not as good. So okay. it's fine. No, you're <laughs> good. I just like to think of it as, in my head. You were like two old timey newsboys. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you should have really hid. Well, hung, coming hung, coming hung, down the mountains from yeah. the nearest far east. Yeah, I was yeah. waiting for you to say something about like maybe riding a horse and then I'm envisioning Todd off. <laughs> He's to coming side in in the pony, the, the brand new Pony Express. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. That's all I saw in my head. I know you probably weren't doing that. Oh, should have hung it from the ceiling. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, today on today's episode, we're going to you. You want to circle back to something just briefly because yeah, yeah, briefly. Well, I mean, to be, if we lay it all on the table, we're behind in our homework. Oh, for sure. For we're sure, so. For this sure. is why we, we say we need our writers retreat. Yeah, we're we're yeah. we're just behind in our homework. Yeah, yeah we are. Definitely. Um, I need to like I need to, I know that I need to do better about like writing blog posts to go along with our episodes and things like that. Yeah, and but, I need I need to do better about like life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like just, I mean, the life is fine, but it's working this into it sometimes becomes a little difficult. Mm-hmm. And you know, I had last week was a bereavement week essentially for me. Right. So yeah. so I had a dog pass. Nothing serious. But oh, that's serious. I mean, it is very serious, but not a people serious. Well, anyway, so I didn't really do too much thinking on this stuff in general. And I know that we had had a conversation. What I'm circling back to is we didn't technically finish Oregal, or did we? We have we have enough done that we could sit down and finalize a stat block, but we haven't done it yet. So then here's a quick conversation just to as a, as a TVD placeholder for whenever we sit down and go back through. So do you remember when I called you and I discussed that I wanted Oregal's special weapon to be angelic in nature or celestial? I do remember that. So that would be cool irony, blah, blah, blah. And I had put forth the idea that there was essentially like a, you know, again, half-baked, but this, uh, like a a celestial style champion that Oregal managed to overcome. Right. He absorbed part of him and that's why he can hold the glaive. Right. So- um, today we're going to be talking about making Nullomancer. That's mm-hmm. going to be our class, right? And a Correct. big part, a big component of that in the past that we've talked about is that uh, Nullomancy is accomplished through the use of demonic and or something. So now we'll go say. Now I'm just going to go ahead and say Devorai blood, mm-hmm. right? So if you're a Nullomancer, if you have a, if you're able to Nullomance, you probably have Devorai blood in you. Yeah. But because that was supposed to be one of our core secrets from back in the day, the you know that that. That Nolamancy, this thing that protects them, is actually a deal with one of the things they're most scared of, aside from the planet itself. Um, but nobody knows that it's right. the Vorai blood in this case, originally demon blood. How about they all think that they are, they are descendants of this angelic creature, and that's why they have the power. That would be one way of taking it. I actually took this into account in my idea that I wanted to share with you perfect. today. So we have look two different we have two so different tacks <laughs> we can look at. That's perfect. Okay. Um, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I like that idea. Like, oh yeah, we are descendants from. Oh yeah. As Rafa- I'm going to steal from you know sure. good omens, but yeah. as Phileas Sardani, yeah. you know, cool angel, person. cool angel name because mm-hmm. names mm-hmm. are the hardest. Yep, and because we are descendants of cool angel name, insert cool angel name here. Yeah, um, we have the ability to to control magic, right? Um, and we are the check and balance to these, right? And they just uncontrolled high and mighty, mages. thinking that they're yeah, that's fine. but it's really that it's demonic. <laughs> 
So let I want to I'm going to circle back to this right. because I want to I want to start at the very beginning. Sure. A very good place to start. Yeah. Um so the nullomancer. So this is going to be our first time trying to make a class. We are definitely going to have to keep up with our homework on well, this. Well, so we have done the verge ward. That's, That's a, a subclass. subclass. That's right. But it's so much cooler than a regular ranger, I forgot that. It is. And we also haven't done the homework on finalizing that as well. well that'll that be, we need a writer's yeah. retreat. <laughs> we do. Gosh, we darn to, it. We have to like lock our phones away. But yeah. we need our phones. I don't know. We'll figure that out. We need we need our computer yes. that can play yeah. stuff. And then we can listen and type, finalize, and all that stuff. Right. Jazz. Yep. Um, because I would like to have kind of our master document. Mm-hmm. Um, I, well, I want it done by the end of 2023. That's okay. sort of my goal is like the, by the end of 2023 the yeah. to have a document that is a complete, doesn't have to be encyclopedic, right? but a complete... We've, yeah, we've pulled everything together in we've one place. Everything together in one place. Mm-hmm. It is all right. Everything we've created is there, which seems doable. Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. And then from January to the end of our our season, if we talk, do we do our thing where we end at the end of May and take June yep. and July off? Yep. Then or something like that. Right. We then can spend that time, the window of time between January and the end of the season, quote mm-hmm. unquote, with air yep. quotes that people can't see. Yeah. Um, filling out a bunch of different things to add to that document. Right. I want to do like a sorceress origin. I want to do, you know, some more subclass options. Some, yep. I want to do some subclasses, some magic items, and some monsters to flesh things out. Right. And then eventually... And then that document can be handed to whoever GMs right. our Estorok campaign and for playtest. And then we kind of build out the rest of the world mm-hmm. from there to find something playable. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So... That all sounds wonderful. Yeah. Great. Um, so to that end, this is our first attempt at a class. Right. So interestingly enough, I could not find any published material by professional game designers on, here's an article, a blog post, series of blog posts, podcast on building your own class for D&D 5e. I could find articles about building your own class for 5e, but they were on things like D&D Wiki, which right. is famously um like the material on it is famously unchecked and often not very good right um enthusiastically created i'm sure but i i, I have read horror stories about D wiki classes so i didn't know if well, that was the best and i found in one interesting article so is that where the edge lords go i don't know to get a lot of their ideas i don't know and it's back like, up for their ideas that's what I, is that i'm, what it I'm is? gonna play a demigod class right. it's a custom class yeah exactly um it's so, inspired by hercules <laughs> the so i was able to find one interesting article and i am blanking on it and i did not print it it was an interesting article um but it was on a website that sells dice they have dm articles too but their primary point of the website is selling dice okay and i was like i wasn't sure of the 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 academic pedigree of that particular article right i'm not discounting not exactly it. i'm not review ex- exactly i'm not <laughs> discounting it completely out of hand yeah but you're what you're saying is you're not finding this on any of like uh like n world exactly i'm not finding uh, something DM, on you know the, the level up 5e blogs or exactly gotcha. there isn't and and you know cobalt press hasn't done a book like jeremy crawford hasn't put out something exactly. to tell you i yeah, get it I yeah get it. there isn't like a campaign builder classes and features right um yep. like a real published serious serious contender published right. document. You haven't gotten like the Harvard Medical School of creating classes. You've got Which like, is sort of what I look like when I look for the research maybe, for these. Right, yeah. sure. You you've gotten maybe like the the Brighton Stratton. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> the Phoenix okay. University. Right. Exactly. <laughs> if you went to Phoenix University, I'm not trying to offend you. Right. Um what I did find was I did find a blog post and this is interesting because it's a blog post called A Touch More Class: How to Make a D&D 5E Class. And this is a blog post by um uh, his name is Mike Myler. Now, Mike Myler was, at the time he wrote this, this was written back in July of 2019. Okay. okay? Oh, those days. <laughs> oh, totally different world. <laughs> totally different then. world. Back in July of 2019, when you could get a new car at the dealer, and yeah. you could make an appointment at the doctor that wasn't seven months away. Mm-hmm. Chicken wasn't like $9 a pound. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So he was doing a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Um, he was doing it, I think, I don't know if he was doing it by himself. It was part of EN World. And they were doing a Kickstarter called A Touch More Class, which is a book of character classes for 5e. And it was the sequel to another one that they had done similar. Right. Where they com- they created new 5e classes. Mm-hmm. Now, Mike Myler is also one of the game designers for Level Up 5e. Right. So this is the closest I can come up with with pedigree. So I will link to this blog post in the show notes in case anyone wants to take a look at it. But it says, that, and this is where I'm just a little bit of criticism, and I'm sure Mike will care. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just a touch criticism. It is an article from 2019. If for some reason he sees clicks, he's going, where did this come yeah, from? Yeah, no. A touch more class, how to make a D&D 5e class. This is all about the philosophy of making a class. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. the mechanics of making a class. Well, right. So much of the stuff we find is the philosophy yeah, of doing this. So, and you know, my guess is that's easier to write. Sure. Yes. It's, less- <laughs> it's easier to write. Like, what does it feel like to write this stuff? Right. You would run into the same problems we run into when we start to do too much math. Oh, exactly. You know, it becomes technical writing. Yeah. And, and people that play this game, I don't know that technical writing is always their favorite thing. Yeah. You know, definitely not mine. Not even close. I think according to this blurb, he worked on D&D 5e, Level Up Advanced 5e, Pathfinder First Edition, Shadow of the Demon Lord. Those are all of his. Oh, Okay. His a lot of guys worked on Shadow of the Demon Lord, I know. Well, because I'm isn't Shadow of the Demon Lord based on a lot of um, abandoned ideas from fourth edition? Was yeah, that... well, I think it was stuff going into fifth. I think oh, it was okay. fourth edition guys and stuff that they play tested for fifth edition. Was... And it didn't get used. And it didn't get used. And they're kind of like, we got a lot of good stuff here. We almost have a whole system. So they went off and That's made cool. that one. Um, so I'm gonna go through this and we'll kind of we're gonna talk through his five bullet points. All right. Okay. So his five bullet points, he's going to, and he said today, instead of focusing on a particular class, he's going to consider a much broader topic and that's creating new classes. His first bullet point is called that should be a subclass where he addresses the criticism that you don't need to create new classes. That's silly. You don't need to. And if you think about it, how many published materials have we bought? that don't have any brand new classes in them. Tons. Yeah, they do work them all into they the, work most the primary of them into yeah. subclasses. Yep. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm at peace with that. Yeah. I still want to do it for the purposes of building the skill. And it, yeah. and at the end of the day, our subclass might be awful or mm-hmm. our class might be awful. It's okay. It's just the practice of building it. Well, I don't know if I... What were we going to say? Well, well it's just what? funny because earlier, you, you know, you're talking about different aspects of it. And earlier today when we discussed little aspects of it, I was kind of like, I did say to myself, I'm like, it almost feels like this could be like a monk subclass. Right. Exactly. And <laughs> I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But because at first I thought maybe Nullamancy was just another school of the wizard, another wizard school. Yep. Like when I first thought of Nullamancers, I thought of wizard school. Mm-hmm. So, um, so he says that should be a subclass. And his point in this is that, yeah, a lot of things can be a subclass. He says if they... Um, if you've only got one or two original mechanics and central aspects of the class you're building, you probably are building an archetype. There are other considerations below that should be in the fore of your mind. Um, and if you're only introducing one unique and central mechanic concept, like Bloodweavers manipulating their hit points, etc., um, that might fit the bill. So he says uh, that basically a lot of stuff could be subclasses, but you have to look at what is the central mechanic of the class. Is it is it copacetic is it you know meshing with an existing uh mechanic for a different class in which case make it a subclass okay um if it's a completely different new it's got you've got several different new mechanics then you should look at um look at it as a class in and of itself okay um the second bullet point i love this is like well this was actually this one i found to be very useful he writes at length about the fact that it's about four thousand to six thousand words for a class document yeah that was um he said uh have you know you're spending a ton of time writing and everything like that. At the end of the day, you want something more than 4,000 words, including subclasses, short fiction bits at the start, and the whole shebang, and less than 6,000 words. That's actually a good piece of solid, concrete advice. Yeah. That could probably apply to an awful lot of a given book in yeah. general. Yeah. Really. I mean, yeah. there's tons of stuff that you don't need to do. Um, his third point is, what the class can do is just as important as what the class is. Now, the point he's making here is that he says that, you know, lots of classes do the same thing. The example he uses is fighter and barbarian. Both a fighter and a barbarian are for dealing damage, taking damage, and providing utility on the battlefield. Right. They do the similar things. Yep. But what they are are different. Fighters are trained, meticulous, and methodical. Mm-hmm. Barbarians are he uses the word naturalistic right. um you know well they both fill a different uh kind of escapist need desire right you know they a they, fighter is in control mm-hmm. and a barbarian loses control right exactly yeah so so the fighter is is john wick yep you know you're slick you know what you're doing boom 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 everything's mm-hmm. methodical and, and the, the barbarian, barbarian is the hulk is, is the hulk yeah and then just that letting out that feeling all that stuff you repress i mean that's what you want to and that provides a different role play opportunity for a player. Right. Yep. So yep. one of my favorite. So I don't. I mean, we mention Critical Role in here sometimes, but the in the current season of Critical Role, um, Liam O'Brien plays a fighter, and he's literally he went into it. I guess from what I've read, he went into it specifically just to play a vanilla 
fighter. Nothing special. Okay. Vanilla fighter from beginning to end. The only thing he is really like boosted and really focused on is having a vanilla fighter with an obnoxiously high perception. Oh, so okay. So you he notices nothing. everything and he okay. plays him. He was um, a guard. He's a guard who became an adventurer. Okay. He's Classic, a palace, really. palace guard who becomes an adventurer. And he does this and he plays the fighter. He plays a battle master. Yep. He like is always doing, he's always describing bait and switch. But he's really good. When he played a wizard, he described the components and using the hand gestures to cast spells. And he's doing the same thing with the fighter. But it's really, his take on playing a fighter is fantastic. He plays him a little bit like Havling Captain America. And it's kind of <laughs> great. Um, so Liam O'Brien is which one? Uh, Liam O'Brien is uh, uh, Vax. Oh, so my favorite guy. Yeah. Okay. He's, gotcha. the, he's the guy who does Vax in the yeah. cartoon. Um, so that was when he did a, he did a rogue. Mm-hmm. And then in campaign two, he was a wizard. And in campaign three, he is a fighter. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so he says that he wants to make sure that you have uh, a social function to the, to the characters as well. Mm. Um, so, and then we get into his fourth point. And he says that no D&D 5e class exists in a vacuum. And the point he's making here is that your class should play well with others and also not be abusable. Well. Right. Okay, so you, we would have to turn off the internet. <sighs> we need to hand it to Hrodwolf and say, break this. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm um, sure he would. No, for sure. Oh, my, my child Sam could as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, they would both do a very good job at breaking it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like the Hexblade, you know. Yep. You know the Hexblade Warlock is the most after I think right there with Paladin for the most popular one level dip. So well, yeah, yeah, because you get so much cool stuff at first level. Mm-hmm. So you have to limit that via um, prerequisites for multiclassing and things like that. You right. have to consider that. Well, don't people isn't that don't people dip into cleric as well? Because I don't know. under the current rules, clerics get their circle right off the they top. They do, and they, so they all get all the, is... they get their stuff at first level. They get their a lot of their channel divinity features, right? I think at third level, maybe. Yeah. I'm not remember. I've never you played get a, you get a lot in level one. Yeah, though I know in the next edition or the the evolution of five e, <laughs> um, they're not going to do that. Like you, you don't get your school right away. The school comes later. Yeah, I remember in the design blog, they've talked back and forth about that. Yeah, like you're the initiate at first, and you're just kind of into religion, and then eventually you have to pick Mm -hmm. exactly how you're into religion, I guess. Well, and I think I've heard them, I can't quote me on this, um, but I seem to remember Mike Merles saying something along the lines of, is like your D&D character starts at third level. Totally. Well, that's, I think we discussed before, that's the, um, really that's the philosophy behind uh, Shadow of the Demon Lord. Oh yeah. You really, you start having fun at third level Mm -hmm. and you very rarely play past 13th. Yeah. So why not just do 10 levels? Yeah, they just do 10 levels. Yep. That's true. Um, and that's a great simplifying uh, factor. So that's this article by uh, Mike Myler. Um, and something I did is I downloaded one of their classes that they were advertising for in this Kickstarter, which is somewhere here amidst the rabble. Yeah, it's, I know we saw it. But it is funny because I was going over that social, talking about the social aspect, and all I can think of Nolamancer socially, RPG-wise, would or you know, role-play-wise, would be the downer. And they it, don't have the character that's kind of built to take the magic out of things. They all I, accentuate it. I well, like that, though. And so and I want to talk about a couple of the places where these influences came from, and I want to talk a little bit. Like, we, we really need to... We're, we're going to hammer out some story elements here, mm-hmm. um, but then talk about what they do and how they can be, and then what they are. Okay. Um, so I looked at, so I downloaded a, a, a free class preview from this Kickstarter that was on DriveThruRPG called the Savant. And it has, um, it's a cool little class. It is built around uh, doing uh, these, what are called aptitude features and Savant tricks. They are basically like specialists. It looks like 7,500 pages or 7,500 words going on. Mm-hmm. Way yeah. over his thing. No, they no. are, let's see here. Let me read the flavor text for this because this is like so is this like making a sherlock holmes this is uh uh, i can't let you do that so let's see here savants are first and foremost experts unique even when compared to arcane or divine sages brilliant detectives iconic martial artists and adventurous physicians are counted among their number each utilizing brilliance where others rely on magic or brute power for savant saving the day means turning leverage and knowledge into weaponry 
Okay. So they are a brainy, their brain, their superpowers, their brain. So they're the um, television lineup of the early 2000s USA Network. Yeah, there you go. They're, you know, they're psych, they're suits, mm-hmm. they're all these guys that can do all these. What did Abed say? So many bad writing, bad writing. <laughs> <laughs> the one where he talked about the savant characters. So let's see here. The aptitudes. He's Sean and Gus. So he gives Gus. them their aptitudes, which is adversary. Adversary is a fighter-like uh, person. Um, there's the, uh, the surgeon. I'm pretty sure it's surgeon. It's spelled funky, but I believe it is the clerical savant. Um, a surgeon is knowledge of the body. Uh, so basically you're a doctor, Mm -hmm. a coordinator is, um, a skill expert. So like you've got like a skill expert, a skill expert. (laughs) This sounds like expert expert. I know an expert expert. So like uh, overlapping a little bit with like roguey stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was an interest. You know, it's interesting. Right. So thematically, they want the, this is you make make this a part of making a world's greatest detective Batman. Sure. Or yeah. again, Sherlock Holmes is well, really the one that stands. It out. reminds. Oh man, I re- there was a class that I loved. I don't know if it was fourth edition or three point five, and I don't even read, remember what it was called. Um, but it was an intelligence based an intelligence based uh, divine spellcaster, and it was someone who studied religious texts and symbols. And then just knew how to manipulate them through pure academics. Oh, it's the date over dogma guy. Yeah, bas- yeah basically. Yeah, basically. It was like, well, the ancient so and so's had a spell that could regrow a limb. Let me mm. see. I think I remember it. And then, like, you oh, I've got a copy of it here. Hold on. And then apply this. Don't you have to believe in that? No, you just have to do the right stuff. And, and, right. You, would, and you would cast divine spells. So it basically took the cleric list and made you run it like a wizard. Oh, okay. That's fun. Which was which was a fun, and it pre- didn't mechanically do anything unique. Right. It basically was a wizard mixed with a cleric, but roleplay-wise, it was super awesome. Right. They just skinned it differently for you. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, so when I look at, the, when I look at uh, the Adventurer's Guide for Level Up 5e, I look at the classes in there, and one of the things they did in that is they really broke all the classes into having a couple of unique mechanics, which I like this take that you, you and that same thing with, I noticed that in here as well. Mm-hmm. So 2019, this was still an idea. Right. Oh, right. Yes. That's funny. So I see that I can see the progression from, from the Kickstarter in 2019 to level up 5e's classes. Yeah. They remove dead levels. There's no levels where you get nothing. There's... Um, oh okay yeah everything is it's pretty balanced and spread out um it's got one or two central unique novel mechanics that advance as you level up the class Mm -hmm. and they have they really emphasize a role-playing aspect to the class as well okay which i think is all really cool yeah so this is this is the canvas upon which i want us to work okay so the nullamancer Yep. I think I've mentioned before that uh, one of my original thoughts with the Nullamancers was a uh, Brian McClellan novels, the Powder Mage books. Yeah, and there's wizards in there who, instead of training to use magic offensively, turn off their ability to use magic and become have the ability to stop other people from using magic. Mm-hmm. And it's this really neat. They're neat characters. Yeah. Um. They're very few and far between. They are rare. Not everyone can do it, and most people would rather just keep the abilities of having magic than to like. It, there's the role playing is would be built into something like that right in it. Like, why would you choose to give up all that power to do this one thing where you can kind of like squash someone else's? Mm-hmm. It's not exciting, you know. Right. So but my we, first, uh, yeah, we have to make it exciting. We have to make it exciting. Exactly. Yep. How yep. do you make that exciting? Yep. So from a role play perspective, here are some of the ideas that are bouncing around in my head. Ready? Okay. I'm going to yep. talk in in jarring disjointed cinematic talking with lots of cool name here okay okay got it imagine you're a young person in estrock who okay, demonstrates you, you need to say in a world in a world yeah. imagine a young person in estrock <laughs> traversing the wilds and dangerous means of a blah, blah. see now i'm not gonna do it off the top of my head yeah, but the voice makes it um, harder Sorry. i know it, I, I gotta think so you are a young person who shows arcane aptitude okay you could go on to become a wizard or a sorcerer or maybe a ranger maybe a arcane trickster maybe a hex not no not warlock because warlock is her patron um but you have this innate ability yeah you could go to the point reach academy and train to become a wizard mm-hmm. or a sorcerer mm-hmm. easy peasy yeah or safe life choice or yeah there are a select few those who show 
the special aptitude, a spark of something slightly unknown and slightly dangerous, mm-hmm. who are taken by something called the cabal. Okay. Actually, oh shoot, I'm like, cabal is such a cool word. And I'm like, where did I come up? Where did I hear cabal? It's from, fuck, I'm going to beep that. <laughs> it's from Powder Mage. Gosh darn it. Well, I, I mean, came up with was, something good and it this stole was it. Your, this was your inspiration. Okay, so... Um, so there's a, there's a shadowy organization within the academy. Well, you need shadowy organizations, first it's, of it, all. That's the first thing. Yep. So I had this idea, a shadowy organization. And also, this was a little bit of like the witchers. You know, okay. they take kids yep. and they train them to be witchers and they mutate them and they do things to them. Same thing. You take magically uh, inclined children and you put them through this grueling process where they are... You, it's intense academic study, intense academic study and magical experimentation. And then they come out the other end of it as nullomancers. Mm-hmm. And my first thought, so you said they all think they come from an, an, this angelic, you okay. know, yep. this angelic background. Like, oh, yeah. so you could do that. You could do like the cabal. I'm going to use the word cabal too, because I was so proud of it and only to realize it's way too on the nose with the power to mage stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's not. I don't know. The, the cabal, maybe they indoctrinate you into thinking that. Right. My thought this afternoon was at the end of this training, they erase your memory. You remember everything you learned, but you don't remember the process of getting there. And that's how they hide the demonic elements. Oh, okay. No, I mean, I definitely like that. Because then there's a level of role playing of betrayal down the line and revelation, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of Is cool. there only... Okay. No, I do think that's cool, though. Like, you still remember... You you, you get to remember everything you learned. Yeah. You get to remember everything you've trained. You well, get remember, to rem- ultimately, I have an adventure that kind of plays on something similar where the, the great trickster of, of the planet tells you what happened during the Sevenfold Storm, mm-hmm. but the price of learning is you can't remember it. Like, yeah. You'll sit in that room, and you will find out what it is. And then you'll forget. But you will, And you'll know that you knew, but you can never... There's no way to retrieve it from you. Oh, yeah. I think that's fun. But So... Thinking like Stormguard, I, I think it'd be interesting if this organization had something to do with Sevenfold Storm. Mm-hmm. If we can't go with Cabal or or whatever, yeah, something to do like they believe that they're you know. You could also use the word order. The yeah. word order is also good, but yeah. I, I want it to be something because we have this idea that the the Point Reach Academy is becoming more and more like the veneer of civility and and education, and right. beneath it are some darker corners. Right, right. It's definitely a, a, it's a reflection got, of that trope of that realistic. Nothing is this. Right. Nothing is this. Nice. So we have this, you know, the secret that there are uh, fiendish forces in uh, in Point Reach mm-hmm. that yeah. are gathering nullified Iliaster to take back to uh, Bezeragar. Yep. And so then this cabal or this, you know, the Black Order or whatever you want to call it, yeah. is that organization that coordinates between the... They are the plausible deniability organization. Right. They do the nullomancy on the Iliaster. Mm-hmm. They also produce the the nullomancers. Yeah. And then those nullomancers go out into the world. Well, they're like the rogue nation inside everything. Yeah, they're the black ops. Yeah, they're, they are... Um... I don't want to use the example, the real life example that comes to mind, but so they're like Section Thirty One in Star Trek. Yeah, exactly, a little you know, bit, a little bit. Um, but okay, so. and they don't have to be; right. they can go out on their own. But a so, lot of the time, there's a there's a you owe this debt. Yep. You know, and so, you, you can do that with a with a rogue. Yeah, in real life, how many life, times do you have a rogue that's like, I owe something to the thieves guild? Yeah, that taught me. Yeah, in in real life, um, Putin used the Wagner Group, right? Right, and that's how he, you know, the Wagner Group got to do all these things on behalf of the Russian government, but, but he was able to say... He said, no, it wasn't me, it was them. It wasn't me. They're, I can't help what those mercenaries do. You know, but they definitely answered to him up to him to a point. No. <laughs> but, yeah, well, but it's... Not um, anymore. But. Not anymore. Well, they probably again. <laughs> um, but it is interesting. I like the idea of the Rogue Nation style. There's something... There's a whole other... You know, it's, it's essentially kind of, the, kind of the deep state, but in a way. So that type yeah. of thing, that in between the, the status quo... For some, there's some cool role play elements Oh, yeah, there. yeah. There's a status quo going on. Um... So that was sort of my idea for like what a nullomancer is. I like rogue nullomancers. The idea nullomancers, ones who are like kind of see the writing on the wall and they go off to do their own and thing. And they go off to do their own thing and maybe they kind of, you know, it'd be fun. Do we have to be make sure they don't reveal the secrets? They try to unlock their memories. Right. They're constantly doing that. Or maybe Because they... also I love Jason Bourne waking up in a river with no memory and being able to fight people. I don't know. No, I get that. No, that's so, very cool. But there is all kinds of story elements you could come up with based yeah. on that. Yeah, totally. So and then that's what they are, right? Yeah. What they are, and beyond beyond just that, I don't just... Okay, so here's what I... I don't want them to be the 
dispel magic class. Right. Their, their ability shouldn't just be dispel magic, anti-magic, dispel magic, yeah, counterspell, 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 counterspell. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. That's boring. So you, what did you call them? You, you don't want to become silvery barbs, the class. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't want everyone at the table to be the cheese class. It's hard. It's, it's very hard for it to not become a cheese class. I don't want the nullamancer to screw with the wizard in the party. Right. Because they're not. They're not against magic. They this simply, is just what they do. This is what they do. Is they provide a check to unchecked magic. Mm-hmm. Now that unchecked magic includes the verge. Yep. Yep. So that's why they are they are valued. Like a wizard might not be comfortable around a nullamancer, but he also would recognize that a nullamancer is a great tool for doing an academic exploration out into the verge mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they can help keep you safe. Right. Um, verge wardens and things like that would also, like verge wardens have a different take. So a nullamancer is safe in the verge because he brute forces it away. Right. A uh, ranger is the supple reed who bends in the wind. Right. Yep. And so, I would think a, I would think a verge warden is the one who just really has a disgust, but not a you know like a disgust of these people. Like, exactly. This is how you're doing. This it? is okay, unnatural. Fine. Yeah. You're super unnatural. Yeah. Um. So I think that creates some cool opportunities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My thought was in the article on the dice thing, they talked about like yeah. picking a multi attribute. Uh, your class should rely on an attribute. And I was like, oh, I've got this cool idea. What if it's like, because it's like, it's technically sort of a spell casting class, mm-hmm. but it's not. But what if it was based on constitution? And yeah, then the next that, yeah. sentence I read was, but don't base it on constitution. I was like, ah, because it said that basing it on constitution was um, you're going to create too powerful a character because that's where your hit points come from. So constitution should never fuel your abilities. And he said, right. unless you, and, but if you do that, do something like what um, Matt Mercer did when he created the Blood Hunter. The Blood Hunter spends hit points to power their abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So con is their primary ability. Then they can be dexy or strengthy. Con's their primary ability, but they spend hit points. So yeah, they bump up their con a bunch. So they have a bunch of hit points. Right. But they spend them. So there's a right. balance there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, we could easily do something like that. Totally. So let me talk to you about how I envision a, a mid to high level nullamancer on the field. Okay. The the pro, the progression. I like to imagine they have something, and I'm going to use a bunch of like faux Latin-y sounding names. Okay. Okay. Yep. So what is what is the phrase I texted you today? So is it, yeah. Okay. The Arcanum Corporealis. <laughs> yeah. Or the Corporealis Arcanum. You learned that from the... Defense Against the Dark Arts. <laughs> Actually, from listening to the band Ghost. Okay. Um, the So the... the I'm going to keep looking at it. The Arcanum Corporealis yep. is the is your defining attribute as a Nullamancer. Mm-hmm. It begins as a spark inside you. You have taken all of your magic ability and you have, condens- you have reversed it back into yourself. Instead of using it to allow magic to flow out of you, you have pushed it inward. You have created a, a, a negative version of it inside you. This, at the beginning of your levels, grants you things like some minor resistances to spellcasting, some ability to disrupt spellcasting, minor, basically the ability to disrupt and defend against spellcasting, mm-hmm. and arcane attacks and things like that. Yeah. Um, it also, I mean, it should also work against divine magic because, and things like that. I think of the Nullamancer as magic tanks. Okay. They are the tanks okay. of spellcasters. Uh, okay. Does that make sense? I mean, I'm almost there. Like I'm seeing, I'm trying to envision it so in the, a game. So yeah. So you start off with that. Over time, your Arcanum Corporealis grows in strength. So instead of taking the fireball so the wizard doesn't, they lessen what the fireball is able to do. And they do take some of it themselves. And take some of it themselves, but they're also giving the wizard the time right to okay. And there's there's delaying, there's mm-hmm. absorbing, there's protecting. Right. But there's also offensively reflecting. Yep. So there's going to be reflecting damage back at casters. There's going to be disrupting casters. Um, so it starts off as a spark mm-hmm. inside you that you can use to do some minor things. Can I ask a, a story question? Real sure. Quick? If you are, if someone approaches you at point reach to become a nullomancer, mm-hmm. are you excited by this? Is this a thing you want? It is do considered you have a, a choice. Are you voluntold? I don't know. Are you? Your memory's right. wiped. Gotcha. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, do you freak out? I mean, do people know about Nolamancers? Yes, right. They do. So, but they also would find out. Does their loved one? Does their loved one remember them, or does it? Yes, your memory of who you are. So it's your just, training is gone. Your your training is still there. Your, your 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 learning is still there. Your training experience is removed. The process by which you got there is removed. Okay. 
Okay, go ahead. So, so you still you come out the other end still speaking Latin, but you don't right. remember being taught Latin. Okay, because they didn't really teach you Latin. They hooked you up to a demon and you know did a brain swap. I, I'm sure you know, whatever we come up with, whatever yeah. we come up with. Yeah. Um, to basically keep that under wraps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So your uh, as I look at the name again, Arcanum Corporealis. Mm-hmm. The, your Arcanum Corporealis starts is a spark inside you. Eventually, it grows and it becomes your yourself because the old day is your, it's your body made of magic okay yep and then it's you then you have aura so it goes from just myself to aura okay yep. so then i have an aura that does some different things then i can extend from the aura then i can sorry then i can move the aura mm-hmm. so as you become more powerful and level up you eventually get the the ability to to literally hold back and send out your your arcanum corporealis mm-hmm Onto okay. the battlefield, you're, it's like your your trend. What does he call it? Your astral projection. Okay, no, that's awesome. Yep. Um, and your astral projection is doing stuff. Meanwhile, because you're a con based class, you also have combat ability. So you can be in the battlefield, like fighting, and your your arcanum corporealis can block the fireball behind you while you're bashing someone in front with your with a sword, a short sword. Because mm-hmm. you probably should only have like maybe some martial weapon training, but not a lot. Um, I imagine them as a yeah. lightly armored, um, basic kind of fighting. Okay. Um, fighting is part of what they do. They are still tech. They're they are a pseudo minor martial, mostly. I want them to have utility. I don't want right. it just to be like, oh, the, the Nullamancer's here. I turn on my ability and no one can cast spells. R- r- totally. Because that so, becomes... That's just boring. Right. And and so the Nullamancer has to be able to... Yeah. And it, it is bringing something different to the field. Because like right now in Candlekeep, we have a bard and a rogue. Mm-hmm. And they kind of fill similar sure. things. Uh, but a, you, the Nullamancer is a different thing. And the yeah. Nullamancer... So my, the two attributes I imagine being the most important to a Nullamancer are intelligence and constitution. Mm-hmm. So part of the constitution thought was, okay, well, if we make it a con-based thing, then your corporealis needs to absorb magic to, you need to absorb magic to maintain it. Okay, yeah. If you don't absorb magic, you start losing hit points to it. You okay, start, and then we also have, we also have, okay, go ahead. I don't want to. Oh, no, yeah. That's, well, because then I'm also thinking we also had revergence to mm-hmm. integrate into yeah. all of this. And then the intelligence comes from, they should also be experts in things like arcana and history and things like that. Mm-hmm. They're very learned. Because that is, they have been gone through a very rigorous education, mm-hmm. and so that they are experts in maybe they have like expertise in identifying magic effects and yeah. you know that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that you eventually get our advantage on arcana rolls. There, so we build up their skills, we build up the the arcanum corporealis, and that's their mechanic. Their arcanum corporealis is oh yeah, this is great. This is the 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 little spark of nullamantic power that they mm-hmm. foster it first just within themselves and eventually fully of themselves and then beyond themselves okay so within fully and then beyond as they level up okay this is this is great i have nothing different and i will just build off of this because it's already i know it'll get the gears turning yep and And then i was thinking of like you could do because it looks cool it makes it appealing i love the idea of them standing back and just like sending their core like a, a 17th level nullamancer can literally just someone goes to cast a spell and it's just this shimmery like this mm-hmm. shimmery outline you can barely see it right and it just goes right because it lets players too if they want to make it look like a dragon or if they want to do stuff it mm-hmm. allows them to do that. yeah it's it like, allows to give you, themselves you want to think of thing. it like your your estorakian patronus whatever right Right, you know, because that's essentially sort of what it is too. It's the Patronus. Um, I just thought of, you didn't even think about that. No, when I was then, doing you it. know, you say that, and that's cool because that is. So I'm not a big Harry. I'm Potter not a big fan. Harry Potter. However, film wise, I did like the whole Patronus. Yeah, because it's visual like, is it's awesome. a magical spirit that comes outside you that protects you. Yeah, when the Dementors come, and all of a sudden you just like, yeah, you, you know, just fight them off with your spirit animal. That's cool. So yeah, and your maybe your corporeal corporeal takes the form of, and maybe that's where the subclass features come in. Mm-hmm. Because okay. at third level, it takes a shape, totally. and the shape you make it take reflects what kind of nullamancer you are. Maybe there's one that turns into an animal. Maybe yeah. there's one that turns into a brute. Maybe there's one that turns into something small and fast. It's completely yeah. That that is the that's the missing piece. I think maybe there's one that idea. just turns into a sent. Like there's a nullamancer. Mm-hmm. I'm a nullamancer sentinel. I'm a nullamancer. Yeah. One of my favorite things about um, what is Monty? Not is it not Monty Cook? It's um cipher system yeah monty cook games okay yeah Yeah. cipher system i love their names for their 
classes. Mm-hmm. Was it a glaive and a jack? Oh, yeah, yeah, the jack. I definitely remember that. So that's jacks what are their rogues. Play. Yeah, I would play the jack. Yeah. And glaives are their fighters. I just yeah. love I love that. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at like the Latin version of those, and I was like, hammer, which is malleus. So, cool. <laughs> right? Yeah. The word malleus is cool. So then I'm like, oh, I'm a, uh, I'm a nullamancer. I, I'm a nullamantic. Mal- I'm a malleus nullmantica. Mm-hmm. What are the subclasses on artificer? Um, grenadier... Uh, so it would be a similar. Armor. It would be a similar set of subclasses to them. In a yeah, way. it's okay. to an ex- an extent. It basically is like what what and see. I didn't have that thought until we were just discussing, it, which is why mm-hmm. I love working with two brains. Yeah. Um. That that at, that's at third level is when you can make it take a shape. Yeah, that's fun. It that's just cool. powers you a little bit internally mm-hmm. for one to three, but then you can fully manifest your your mm-hmm. uh, your. And again, these are these are placeholder names. Your Arcanum Corporealis. Mm-hmm. And when you can, mani- maybe you can manifest it, but just manifests around you. Yeah. So maybe if you choose the one that's, I'm a, I'm a Nullamancer, uh, a, mal- a Malleus Nullmantica, you know, mm-hmm. um, or just a Malleus, then you, it's the hammer. And then maybe it's tools. You, yeah. you manifest your Nullamantic power as tools. And maybe there's one that's um, Ursus and it manifests as an animal or a bear. Yep. And then you have again. I'm just. Re- I'm really going back to this Latin well because I like the idea of also aesthetically. I see them as kind of like this, like a little bit Warhammer 40k. Okay. Dark, you know, Catholic Gothic. Um, yes, I can I, see. Yeah, I get that. I'm. Just, I don't know why I'm leaning into that, but that's sort of the. Aesthetic. Well, it's because we're we're trying to. I mean, we've always essentially said that they come from the shining, you know, the shining city on the hill. Yeah. Right. So they're they have to be this beautiful, polished. And they like have their sensor that they hang and they bring a gong. It's like, right. and they have all this and everyone's like, oh, it's a Nullamancer. Oh, and they've got their deep hoods. <laughs> oh, domine. Right. You know, unless we come up with, of course, mine, which would be like the roguish Nullamancer that got out and was like, forget this, man. And that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. A, her- a her- heretical. Yeah. That's awesome. a Nullamancer heretic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that could be one of your options. Totally. And it would make sense with all of this stuff we're doing, the way we build up point reach, the way that goes. Mm-hmm. He's like, um, I'm not going to buy into your system of secrecy. Right. You're a, you're, you're. We're going to spider punk them. Exactly. You're, <laughs> oh, you're just, it's not I hate real. the AM. I hate the PM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm always cool. I'm always, I was always cool. I was always cool. <laughs> I was always this cool. Yeah. I could barely understand what he was saying after yeah. time in that movie. Well, they, they uh, what's his name who plays him? They told him be whatever region or part of England he came from. They said just and, do And as thing. thick as you can, right? They're like, go crazy. Now, isn't it yeah. Daniela Kalua? I believe. That sounds right. Yep, yep, yep. That I'm probably right. selling, saying his name. I know his yeah. last name is like Kalua. Yeah. Um, now, I feel really bad that I'm probably well, mispronouncing that. It's a beautiful name when pronounced correctly. That's why you feel bad. And, uh, yeah. And it is. <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. My son will tell me, like, Dad, it was Daniel Kaluuya. Right. Um, great actor and yeah. he was amazing as Spider-Punk I love spider I can't wait for the next movie because I will get more Spider-Punk because Hobie is part of the band she puts together at the end <laughs> um, I love that he's like when he when he's up he's like go I don't like being in clubs anyway yeah and he steps away I quit by the way he throws out the thing he's just so cool <laughs> so cool why are you even here oh, I don't know because <laughs> I felt like it but it's it, you know what I like about that I, first of all I absolutely adore that movie but um Across the Spider-Verse, what I loved about Hobie is like he was waiting for Miles. He joined this group, and you know he sees them as being fascist through and through, and he's just waiting for how, what is the what is the threat I can pull? How can I be punk here? Like, how, what's the threat I can pull? Like, you're going to do this with or without me, but I'm going to hang out until I can figure out a way to undo this. <laughs> and then he does. He's the key to undoing mm-hmm. the whole damn thing. Um. So yeah, so if I look Spoilers at- Spoilers for Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, sorry so. I brought that. Um, if I look at this idea for this class, mm-hmm. I see the mechanic being your that 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 the uh, Arcanum Corporealis. Mm-hmm. That's the main mechanic. Yeah. Um, and then I like the idea of granting them. You know, should they be able to cast counterspell? And they're not casting counterspell. Maybe they have a counterspell ability that they can do a number of times equal to. Like maybe at a certain level, you get the ability to counterspell a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus per day, per long rest. Yeah, sure. Um, so that's just something you do. And that, the image of that is you, you're lancing out with mm-hmm. your with your. You're not fully projecting, but you're lancing out. Yeah. Um, and maybe you know the, the spell like abilities kind of write themselves. Maybe an anti magic field. Maybe a dispel magic. And maybe like a wall of force kind of thing. Like I, you know, I can yeah. block magic. Totally. Um, I like the idea of them 
absorbing it and like taking it in and it and like taking damage from it but that damage then powers what they can do with their core because it's the fuel right and they're nullifying it and then turning it into fuel for their own abilities mm-hmm. i like the idea that if they're not getting taking damage from it like i was thinking of barbarians and raging that if a barbarian doesn't take damage or deal damage in a round they lose their rage that's true yeah i like can okay so do we and one of the limitations so can they get so barbarian rages in the presence of a nullamancer do they get you know like like uh do they get the, I don't know, the, the temp HP? Can they pick up temp HP from people? Is that a... Well, that's what we have to decide. One of the, I was I trying to think, think of not. ways of balancing it. Like, yeah. maybe, you, maybe cure wounds doesn't work on you when you've got your, yeah. your full thing up. Yep. And I was thinking maybe it's manifesting. You can manifest a certain number of times per day. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it's just inside you. You're a basic kind of martially person. You have some basic defenses against magic. Right. But then every couple times a day, sort of like rages, mm-hmm. you can manifest your, uh, your arcanum corporealis. Okay, and yep. that and that's the thing you're leveling up. Um, and see, now I've become very quiet because I'm just thinking. I'm like, I'm, I'm. Ideas are rolling through my head, but they're way. They're just the ingredients, and then tomorrow I'm going to have like a billion of them. That yeah, are coming to, going yeah, to yeah, come yeah, to yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and oh, where was I? What was I just saying? Sorry. Uh, like rages, limited like amount the, of time, like uh, rages. Yep, yep. And then, um, so that that's one of the ways they limit it. I like the idea that you can you can burn hit dice to do stuff, mm-hmm. but then you're burning your ability to heal. Yeah. And maybe fine. one of their abilities should be something like a maybe See, borrow something that, like a second wind. And that's the thing where we Rod Wolf and, and Sam it. Oh, that's what I was going to tell you. Yeah. So when I was talking about that, I was talking about it with my wife who you know criticizes her own ability to understand the rules in okay. this game. So occasionally. Yeah, she yeah. she tends to think that oh, I'm you never You know what? You know what the thing about that is? Is I think she thinks everyone else knows the rules better. Way better than her. Right, exactly. Don't really. And as soon as I was saying that, she goes, well, can I just have a friend like hit me with a small spell from behind to keep everything going? See, look, she I was cheesed like, it. I was like, you just cheesed it. Nice. Well done. And I, and I was like, you cheesed it. And she thought, I, I think at first she thought I was yelling at her. I was like, no, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. You figured out you, a loophole You already. figured out a loophole. Yeah. What is it? The loophole with the dragon bow that someone said from the Fizz oh, Dance? You, well, yeah. you so create, you could create the bolts and then sell them. Yes. Because the, like, the number I says guess. they expire. Yeah. It's like, I guess. So like the quick fix for that is they expire in 24 hours. <laughs> right. But like, like doesn't there, it says you create them. It never says you have to shoot them. Right. And that would only end up being a real problem in like Baldur's Gate 3 where we're playing a video game. Right. <laughs> you know, like, well, it's like Baldur's game. Gate 3 where like you can just stash all the explosive barrels and then every time you need to defeat <laughs> a bad guy, just put an entire barrel down your just pants. Just fill them with barrels all in the room and then mm-hmm. just light them all at once and everyone dies. Again, I guess if you want to play that way. That's it, that's my answer to cheesing. I'm like, I guess if you want to play that, fun? that way. No, it's not no. fun at all. I always will say, I will always go back to when I would give people crap. At, at the time was Electronics Boutique. It is now called GameStop. People bought in uh, Zelda 64 Ocarina of Time and the Brady game strategy guide with it at the same time. They just followed the strategy and guide I was just how like, to win. Don't you want to try playing? Like, I guess if this is fun to you, I just, I don't understand. <laughs> the fun is figuring it out yourself. Right. I will be playing Tears of the Kingdom forever because I don't hardly, I hardly ever look anything up. Mm-hmm. I do, but I hardly ever do. Yeah. And so I wander aimlessly a lot and that's the fun, but I guess, I don't know. Fun is different for everybody. Sure, sure. So those are sort of the... That's those are the seeds for the story mm-hmm. and the mechanics, yeah. what they do and what they are that I've been obsessing over all day. Okay, in preparation um, for this. Yeah, I I feel like I'm. Got do a you have a picture? Does it like does it create a picture in your head? Yeah, totally. Yep. And I and I think it's a good. I think we're doing the right thing by thinking about ways that it will be useful well, and also that it's limited. What you know, and I think this is probably on on brand for me. What I'm thinking of is like you have given me this Warhammer thing, and all I'm obsessing about is the people that are like, screw this, man. Right. <laughs> like that's all this. The like, how do I make the heretics different? Because yeah. I'm like, what would the? But that's one of our. Like? That's yeah. one of our level three. That's mm-hmm. your anti paladin. Yeah. That's your fallen paladin. So you have your paladin paladins. Oh, then you have an anti paladin. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's a version that's a heretic. Um, right. That's where I'm sure I will. I can tell or, you that I and, will lean into that. Or maybe the heretic is just like part of the flavor texts, and that's just the way you play it. Yeah. And it doesn't change anything mechanically. I'm, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Is there a way that I can change them mechanically? <laughs> like the, the heretic gets is able to do a thing that the others that can't. The others can't because of his. Well, we'll call it heresy. Interesting. Well, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. I know. I know it will. It will bleed in there. And yeah. into, into the open. You could even do like there theoretically you could do like a wild magic sorcerer version of a nullamancer. Someone wild who develops the magic. Someone who develops the ability naturally without the learning. 
See that I love. That would be the guy down uh, on the in the verge, living in the communities within the verge. And there's like some old man who's just got a bubble all around him. He's he's got a fully developed mm-hmm. uh, ar- arcanum corporealis. And I was like, did you go to school? He's like, what school? Yeah, what school? This is just what I do. It's what no, I do. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So it, and so that's also some we can play with that. I yeah. want to try to get the core one done first, and then because that's the idea. Because we also got to create the class, but you've got to create a couple of options, mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. you'd have to do at least three. Yeah, for at third um, level, you have to pick one of at least three things. Same with warlock. Third, yeah, third level and five e is your for oath, rogue is your arcane trickster assassin and thief. Just thief. Yeah. 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 Yep. And then you have, you know, Pact of the Tome, Pact of the Chain, Pact of the Blade, Oath of Devotion, Oath of the Ancients, Oath of Vengeance. You have your Wizard School, Clerics. Well, then do we have have an outright evil-ish, the one one to help people be an evil-ish Nolomancer? Is there an advantage? I don't think there's an advantage or disadvantage. You can, that's true. You, you, you role like, played in, the, in the story I wrote, there was an evil Nullamancer. Oh, that's true. True. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. They cool. went through the cool. training and then they went off to do their own thing. They make the school look bad and so maybe they wanted to get hunted. They want to hunt them down. Cool. Because I feel like the Cabal, the cabal. Would, would want to keep tabs on their Nullamancers. Mm-hmm. The Storm. Because they've invested in you. The Storm Cabal? The the, the, the School of up. Storms? The School well, I just I'm thinking they're here to stop the sevenfold storm in their brain. Yeah, okay. From happening again. So I just keep thinking Stormguard, but that definitely doesn't sound right. Yeah, Stormguard. Yeah, Stormguard sounds like a barbarianish thing. Yeah, it sounds yeah, it sounds but not like what I w- would like, so. Yeah. All right. So, hey, hey that, we're good. I feel like that's a lot for today. It is a lot. That is a lot. So, I hope that people reach out to us and let us know what you think of this idea. And then don't right. send, just don't send me a link saying, oh, someone already did that class. It's called this. It's in this book. Cause then I'll be really sad. But Right. I would agree. So yeah, that's all our time. Thank you friends for so much for supporting and listening to the show. We really appreciate you taking the time to sit with us for 55 minutes and 24 seconds. And well, once we remove the silences, everything, I know gone. it won't be that, yep. but now, now you know how long it was before I truncated it. Yep. Um, so for more information, eventually when I do my homework, you can find all this stuff on fourth www.fourthpillarofplay. All spelled out. Dot com, yep. And that is where you can also like or follow us on um, Instagram. And because yeah. I, I think we just need to shut down the X account. Yeah, we just don't do Zed. I mean, we don't I do don't, Z. I know, Zed is not catching on, but that's what because they Because Zed is Z. Yeah, well, but, in, but X is generally in, it's in England. They say Zed instead of X. They, for Z, not for yeah. X. It would be, they do say it for Z? They say it for Z. Then I'm just dumb. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's just one of those things. That's just... That's I always just, thought it was Z. No, Z is Z. What's X? Just X? I believe it's just X. I thought they did it cooler than that. I, I think they do for Z. Well, they do almost everything cooler than that. Because they do WXYZ. Oh, okay. So well, either way, X is a dumb name. So I that's think. What Unless someone winning. from England wants to tell me I'm no, wrong. No, 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 you're right. So X X is dumb either way, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. In, um, in Spanish, it's X. Uh, that's better. Like Dos Equis. That's even better. So even that's better. <laughs> it is better. Everything's better than calling it X. X. Grow up. <laughs> no, I'm cool, Dad. Mr. X. Okay. I'm cool. Can you give me some more money from the diamond mine, Dad? Emeralds. Emeralds. Emerald mine. Emerald he mine. apparently got from some Dutch. I want to say they were Dutch folks who needed his what? father he, flew a plane. He gained them ill in an ill-gained way? Well, his dad did. So uh, it was they, something like his dad the was, tree. was flying them. I believe oh, flying no. them somewhere, and they so they gave him diamond emerald mines. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, either way is the worst. Anyway, but you know what? We like all Instagram. of you a lot That's more than that. Yeah, we do. So we love you all. Yep. And we look forward to creating more with, with you. you. <laughs>